The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. in studio is the Buck Blue Show here on the fan 680 and 93.7. We've got our producer Road Dog Gillespie in the house today. Derek Thomas ready to roll. He's the jack of all trades. He does a little bit of everything. And our engineer Sean Nerney ready to get to work. Seems like I hadn't been in studio for a while. In fact, it seems like a long, long time. Fun out at Sugarloaf yesterday as we get the Champions Tour event Underway a little later this week, the Mitsubishi Electric Classic going on, teeing off on Friday. Great of uh, Billy Andre to sit in yesterday. Back in the saddle here today, 680 The Fan Studios and the Battery Atlanta. We are a seven iron from Truist Park. Maybe an eight iron. Home of the world champion Braves. And uh, let's see what we got going on here. We, uh, 680 The Fan, 680 AM, 93.7 FM, streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch. Get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. And listen on the smart speaker, sponsored by South Point Financial Services. The 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by the Haug Barron Law Group. You need to win your personal injury case. Go to championshiplaw.com. And that'll lead us right into the big take today. Bucks. Big. Take. Beat the Mets. One of my favorite things as a Braves fan. It's so much fun. I've been known to sing their song with my lyrics uh, through the years. And last night was no different. Lindor and Alonzo, 0 for 8 with three strikeouts last night. Don't you just love it? Their new manager, suspended. He wasn't even in the dugout. Bunch of losers. Today we get a chance to see the Braves beat them, beat them down twice with the doubleheader on tap. And don't you know what the Mets are thinking this morning? Here we go again. The Braves own us. Chipper owned us. Freeman owned us. And now Freed and Darno own us. It must be awful to be a New York Mets fan. The media, most of the media, seems like they pick them to win the East every year, and these losers haven't won it since 2015. All hype. That's what the Mets are. All hype, no substance. Now, let's go get them again, Braves. Let's beat the Mets and beat them down good today. Looking forward to seeing that. And it was fun last night seeing what the Braves uh, had for them. Uh, Freed went out, looked good. They able to take down Bassett. As I mentioned, Lindor and Alonzo, they, they did nothing. Darno stepping up big, swinging the bat. 
putting the ball in play, runners in scoring position. Great to get it done. Let's hear from the skipper. After the ball game last night, Snett was talking about opening the series with a win. It is a big win in a series like this, getting that first one. And, um, you know, so it was as good as, you know, good as a ball game as we played. It's kind of nice to see, even I know they were, but just some singles that, that, you know, produce runs. I mean, we've been like a homer or nothing type club, so. There's no doubt about it, man. And I, I tell you, on the TV side, I catch a carry occasion. It seems like every time, you know, we need a base hit, he's talking about hitting the three-run bomb. And my first thought is, man, how about just a base hit? Just put it in play. Everything now is predicated on the, the long ball. I guess the chicks still dig it. More on the Braves coming up in the show here in just a moment. Right now, though, I want to talk about the Falcons. And look, I may have stirred it up a little bit yesterday with that F grade. I give the Falcons an F. And I've heard a lot about it. And, you know, on uh, social media, I've been getting killed because of it. And there's been a little bit of support. I mean, not everybody disagrees with my assessment. But I was offered up a challenge by one of the listeners overnight. And the challenge today would be, Buck, can you come in on your show and talk, uh, give us a positive spin on the Falcons draft. How about something positive for a change with your Falcons? And they are my team. I followed this team uh, for as long as I can remember. Growing up in South Georgia, Falcons were my team. You think I enjoy handing out a failing grade when it comes to my professional football team? I give that pick an F. Yeah, I've been hearing that drop plate on the fan overnight. About a dollar for every time that thing's been dropped. I'd uh, be in a little bit better shape there. But uh, be positive, all right? So try to spin it positive. What can you do that is uplifting as you talk about your football team? Well, here it is. Last season, we had 18 sacks. And forgive me for throwing a negative out there, but that was the worst in the National Football League. But apparently, it looks like we've upgraded from that lousy Dante Fowler. What do he have, about four sacks last season? No one else on the team had more than two. I mean, imagine playing 17 games. You got one guy with four sacks, four and a half, and nobody else on the team even has two or more than two. So the positive for me is... Uh, With Lorenzo Carter coming in in free agency. I believe he had five last season. And with the draft, uh, AK, is it? Is that what we're calling the dude out of Penn State and Temple? The second-round pick, Nerny, you got any clue on how do you pronounce this name? Uh, Ibikati, I believe it is. But it goes by AK. I saw where he is known as, and I quote here, the doctor of the pass rush. And I can't wait to see it. So we draft him, and he's a guy that can bring some heat off the edge. And then you also draft this uh, two-time defensive conference player of the year out of the Power of Five Conference, Western Kentucky, I believe it is, D'Angelo Malone. Malone? So we add three edge rushers to the Falcons roster. New talent coming in. Lorenzo Carter. How do you say his name again? Eba Katie. Eba Katie. And Malone. Malone? So I'm thinking, okay, Lorenzo Carter, 
you know, when he plays a full season, we're talking five sacks. And if you've got a nickname, uh, Doctor of the Pass Rush, I'm I'm guessing in 17 games you should have eight to ten sacks. So let's count on that. And you got Malone. I know he's a little slim, and they're going to try to, you know, beef him up, put a little more weight on him. But coming off the edge, he should have at least three, four sacks, right? Four or five. So we're talking 18 to 20 sacks out of these three guys. That would be more than the entire defense had last season for the Atlanta Falcons. And Dean Pease, I'm sure the defensive coordinator, would be thrilled with that. 20 sacks between these three new guys that we're putting on the roster. It's a positive. It's a feel good. I'm on board. Getting better at the edge rusher spot. We're going to have a former edge rusher coming on the show here at 1020. David Pollock's going to join me. And Nerny, talk to me about just this. It seems like we've transitioned. We don't ever say defensive end anymore. We, we even quit saying outside linebacker. Now the term is edge rusher. Referred to a defender that's lined up on the end of the line of scrimmage, and he's taken on that opposing offensive tackle trying to get to the quarterback. Edge rusher, we call it now. Whatever happened to the defensive end? Uh, my guess would be the three-four defense uh, took over, which DMPs instills. It's it's you know sometimes you're going to have your hand down in the dirt in a three-point stance as a typical defensive end, and a lot of times you know it's it's more it's more than be it's. Defensive ends are really, you know, they're going from being a hand-in-the-dirt three-point stance guy to, okay, you got to be able to play in a two-point stance, drop back into coverage, and rush off the edge. So it's just, I guess it's just the evolution of, of defensive football. Yeah, i got to get with the times then. Edge rusher. Take pride in it. And I'm feeling good about it, man, with the Atlanta Falcons, my team, with three new guys coming off the edge this season. And, Ernie, if you've got a nickname, Doctor of the Pass Rush, how many sacks are you expecting out of him with a nickname like that? Listen, as a Falcons fan, I've, I've learned not to put expectations no, no, no. on Come a lot on, of man. these picks. Doctor of the pass rush, I'm thinking 10. I mean, 10 would be fantastic, but, I, you know, I'll take, a, you know, after seeing what we have now, I'll take seven or eight sacks. That's an upgrade. Let me, let me say one thing about AK that I've seen that, that has me a little excited. Looking at his highlight film, none of his pass, no two pass rushes look the same. Okay, he's either bull rushing, he's using the speed, he's using his hands, ripping, swimming, all that stuff. Compared to the last couple defensive ends we got, where Tack McKinley could only bull rush, he had no speed rush, he had no hand movement. Vic Beasley could only speed rush. He had no counter to that. Certainly didn't have any power. What I see when I see AK is him using multiple different pass rushing moves. And so for me, watching that, it's kind of a breath of fresh air. Yeah, so we'll take all the edge rushers we can get. And there's my positive on the Atlanta Falcons. My team, for decades, they've been my team. You know, I uh, Christmas one year, I gosh, I had to be seven, eight years old, uh, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there, where Santa Claus brought me the Hutch Falcons uniform. And it must have been the road uniform, white pants, white jersey, uh, the, the old red helmet with the old school Falcons on the side. So don't think I enjoy hating on my team. I don't. I'd love to be more positive. And I hope that was positive enough for you today. 
We've got a little more Falcons coming up a little later in the show. Let's get to the Buck Blue Show headline. Braves a doubleheader today, a 3-10 first pitch in game one up in New York, flushing as Jim Powell likes to call it. Charlie Morton getting the ball in the first game. we got Kyle Wright going in the second game, a 6.40 start coming up later tonight. You're going to hear all the action right here on the home of the Braves, 680 The Fan, 93.7, 680 AM. Get that mobile app, listen clear, anywhere, anytime. Ford leadoff show coming up today at 1.55. All right, coming up next, David Pollock's going to hang out. Talk about those edge rushers with the Falcons and some other. He's actually going to talk golf, too. Can't, can't wait to hear about that. Pollock next on the Buck Blue Show, Atlanta Sports Station, The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. The Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your Tuesday off to a good start. We appreciate you listening 10 to 11, Monday through Friday here on The Fan. Got some good news coming down there. You just heard it. A Grady Jarrett, more positive on The Buck Baloo Show as it relates to my team, the Atlanta Falcons. Big positive. Grady Jarrett's going to be hanging around. Yes. Three-year extension. $51 million. Now, the ABC affiliate Zach Klein here in town saying that that could be up to $67 million. And Ian Rappaport saying that there is $34.5 million guaranteed with this Falcons extension on Grady Jarrett. Grady, Grady <laughs> Jarrett. And I'll tell you what, looking at that depth chart I've got, I made it out last night taking a look at it. It looks a lot better with Grady Jarrett in the middle there mixing it up. Let's get to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on David Pollock, ESPN Game Day, a college football Hall of Famer, and a guy that's got a big golf tournament coming up, the Pollock Family Foundation Tournament on the 23rd of this month at the Georgia Club. David, looking forward to being a part of it this year, man. Yeah, we get the uh, the uh, second to last, thank goodness, quarterback to win a national title at Georgia. How about that, brother? We, we finally get... Hey, that is that is not an insult. I'm just saying it's exciting that we we finally get to get a, uh, another quarterback to join that club with you, man. Because I know you've been in it by yourself for a long time, so it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Uh, so tell us anybody that that wants to be a part of this, David. How do they get more information? How do they get out there and hang out with all of us? Yeah, it's going to be at the Georgia Club, uh, May 23rd. 
the Pollock Family Foundation, and you can find it on you can see you can find it on my social media. You can find it on the Pollock Family Foundation. Um, so it's all it's all over the place. But we have a bunch of guys coming in like you, man. Um, you know, quarterbacks like Aaron Murray, and we have a bunch of coaches with Coach Rick, Coach Don, and Kirby. Um, we got a bunch of ex players, a bunch of coaches, a bunch of current players that are coming. You know, no Sean's coming. We got Aaron Murray. We got, um, you know, we got uh, your boy Lindsey Scott. We got to have the Buck Blue to Lindsey Scott combo. <laughs> um, so it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun day, man. And all of it goes to, to charity, and we give a ton to to um, to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta every single year. So it's something we do every year, and we're uh, we're really excited and happy that, that you're joining us this year, Buck. You know, I was talking about man John Lastinger, championship quarterback at Georgia back in the day, and. Lastinger came up and played in it last year, and he said, Buck, I, had, I played with someone last year that was wearing a gun on his hip for all 18 holes. And I said, yeah, he was there to protect you, man. <laughs> he had your blind side, John. He had you covered. <laughs> Love it, man. I, I uh, can't say I've ever heard of that happen. He was said he was just afraid, you know, when he took a big swing with the driver, that gun wouldn't go off. <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't, I don't blame him at all, but. Hey, no, it's 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 one of the most fun events you'll ever be to. It doesn't feel like a a golf tournament. It's definitely a lot of fun, a lot of giveaways. Uh, we're, our goal is not to take. We 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 want we want you to pay your money and you support us. We want to give you a bunch of stuff throughout the day, and, and so we just give away food and gifts and all kinds of stuff. Sounds good, man. Looking forward to being there. Hey, great job with the NFL draft coverage. You and Sam Ponder was at RG three out in Vegas. Man, how much fun did you have with that? It was cool. It, it was cool. It's cool every year, man. We, you know, we follow these guys up for three or four years, and I do the ABC broadcast, and so does game day, you know, and we, we don't tell the X's and O's as much as we tell you about the stories and the background of these kids. And, I mean, if you're looking for a reason to support so many people, you can look in the first round and second round of um, all these kids that were from different countries. And, you know, John Metchie lived on three continents by the time he was seven years old. And, you know, uh, David Ojabo barely played any football. Uh, Carl, George Koloftis barely played any football. He was a water polo goalie. Uh, moved to Indiana when he was 13, 14 years old. So many guys that didn't even play football growing up that picked it up late and had great stories in the backdrops and, you know, family stuff that they've had go on throughout their life that they've had to overcome. And they got to, you know, have a crowning day and a, and a big day and, um, so, you know, spend it with a bunch of people that they care about. So, Really cool to be able to celebrate these guys in their careers. Hey, how about those Georgia Bulldogs set a new modern-day record with 15 players drafted? And how about the first round? Five Georgia Bulldog defenders go in the first round of the draft. David, did you ever expect to see anything like that happen? Uh, not, no, I mean, I've, I've never seen – and, Buck, we were covering it this year, and we were kind of like, is this is this real? Because Adam Anderson was, was there to start the season. Who's another guy that has – first round potential by the way Jermaine Johnson came from Georgia a year ago they went to FSU that another guy drafted in the first round so it, it and and guess what Jalen Carter next year will be in the top 10 pick for for Georgia defensive tackle like they, they've got a lot of guys that um it was an all-time good defensive front seven and the the best I've ever covered in my years covering college football and you know that was that was the reason why we smashed everybody last year, and very few games were close. Was because that defense just suffocated people and gave the ball back to the offense and just wore people out. So historic defense, historic season for Georgia, and five first round picks, and then setting a the record. Um, I'm very thankful, Buck, that we won 
Because if we didn't and you had all those guys drafted, it would have been like, what the <laughs> heck happened to Georgia? <laughs> Yeah, and look, I'm expecting a little bit of a drop-off on the defensive side of the ball this year, but feeling good about the Georgia offense picking up the slack and maybe leading the way until they can get some of these guys coached up and get some quality depth ready on that defensive side of the ball. What'd you make of G-Day and what you saw? You know, I think you're exactly right, Buck. I think we've, we've been around it enough now to know that it's going to take some some time, and you're not going to replace five guys that were drafted in the first round yet, or, you know, the other day. That's just not going to happen. Um, but the good news is I think that if you've, you've recruited so much talent that you lose that many guys and you start looking at the roster and going, there's a lot of guys that are going to be drafted again next year. So I think it's, it's fun to be in a situation where Kirby's recruited so well. I think offensively, I think offensively, the, the tight end package is going to be historically good. Um, you know, when you talk about a, a package of, you remember, we, we didn't do a lot in the transfer portal this year, but last year you got Eric Gilbert, which was one of the bigger gifts in, in all of college football. And he practiced all spring because Darnell Washington and Brock Bowers was out. And you could tell, continued to lose weight, lost 30-plus pounds, and starting to look like Eric Gilbert, you know, the highest-ranked tight end in the country. Um, and and, and, that, and you, talk, you package him with Darnell, who was the number you know two sort of uh, tight end coming back in that class behind Gilbert. And then Bowers, who's the best tight end in the country, this offensive line is going to be really, really good. Stetson Bennett, obviously, more experience, more reps. This offense should be good. We're going to, we're going to give up, but seven to 14 points more a game, and this defense will still be a top 30 defense in college football. But that's how historically good last year was. And then, but you got a lot of time. You know, you take care of Oregon early. You got a, a ton of time to, to develop along the way with the schedule and the SEC East not being as strong as the SEC West and, and get some wins, build some depth, and then you look up and you might be playing Alabama again in the SEC championship game. David, I keep getting people telling me, hey, congratulations, and I'm thinking, you know, I didn't really do anything this time of the round. How about you? People now, they're coming up to you saying, hey, David, congratulations, man, on that national championship. Yeah, I, I get the same thing. I've had people ask me, do you get a ring? I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. No, I don't get no, a ring. No, you had a great prediction on ESPN, man. You said we'd cut him in the second matchup. Yes, luckiest prediction of all time. But <laughs> but I think, um, you know, it, it, we're not a part of it, Buck, but you know as well as I do. I mean, you laid the foundation for what it was. And, you know, you go to those facilities over there, and you probably you're probably blown away to see what they are, and they're so much better than when I was there, but when I was there, it was better when you were there. And so I think, you know, paying it forward for the next generation, um, you guys did that with so much success in building it. And then we kind of, you know, brought some of it back. So I think, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that people say that, but you know, we weren't, we weren't a big part of it, but you've been covering Georgia football and supporting them for so many years. And um, now it was at least it was good, but whether, whether we had nothing to do with it or not, at least we get to talk about it, brother. Cause it makes me happy. So Alabama, the clear favorite coming into this season with uh, Bryce Young coming back on offense. You got Anderson over there on that defensive side. Is that the way you see it coming into the year? Yeah, it's not even close, um, and especially considering, you know, everything Alabama needed. They just dipped in the portal and got the best player in the country at that position. So, you know, cornerback, running back, it's just it's it's very frustrating if you're if you're a Georgia fan. But Bama's going to be clearly, clearly number one, but – you know, it's it's going to be the same cast of characters. You know, when you have um, Georgia and, and Ohio State, um, those teams that are have recruited as well as they have, and 
you know, Ohio State plays in the Big Ten, and they're so much more talented than than everybody else in that league. They're going to continue to do to be dominant. So I think you know, Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State are going to be the three that consistently be there. I'm interested to see Clemson. You know, do they bounce back in a big way and you know, replacing you know two coordinators now with Tony Elliott going to Virginia and Venables going to OU. But I think Clemson will be very much you know in the mix, but. Uh, Alabama's clearly number one, best offensive player in the country, best defensive player in the country coming out the gates. Get signed up for the David Pollock Family Foundation Golf Tournament, May 23rd, the Georgia Club. And I look forward to seeing you there, David. Thanks for your time today. Appreciate you, Buck. Always good to talk to you, man. David, join us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. And in honor of Pollock, Appearing on the show today, talking a little college football. Let's get to the college football top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's top five. All right, DT, what we got? All right, Buck. Still busy time here in college football, but first we want to know what's the deal? With Frost at Nebraska. Well, he's desperate. He is so desperate. I mean, they're 15 and 29 at Nebraska since he took over as the head coach. Since he bolted UCF, left Orlando, went went back home to Nebraska, 15 and 29. Not that I'm a Cornhusker fan or anything, but I thought that was going to work out well out there in Nebraska, and it has not. Yeah, his back's to the wall, man. They've restructured his contract. They've lowered his salary. They've lowered the buyout. He is desperate, and so no wonder there's a little bit of cheating going on. (laughs) And reportedly, you know, it just depends on what side you talk to. If you talk to the NCAA side, then... They're saying, well, you had extra coaches uh, coaching, which is illegal. And if you talk to the Nebraska side, they're saying, well, we we just sort of failed to monitor the special teams coach. So it depends on what side you're looking at there. But make a note, Scott Frost desperate to have a good season this year. All right, well, we'll move back down to to the Deep South. What's the deal with the Tide's new cornerback? Is he in trouble? Or new trouble for the cornerback, I should say. Yeah, the former LSU corner, now uh, with Alabama, Eli Ricks. Sorry, he was uh, booked, pulled over by the police, and then booked. Uh, speeding with no insurance and with marijuana in the car. Not a not a good combination, having yeah. those three things. As I've heard Chuck Oliver say before, if you're breaking the law, don't break the law. Yeah, but that yeah. makes sense. Makes sense. You don't uh, have the insurance and you got a little weird. Yeah, you in the might car. want to get the insurance. Maybe, maybe you don't might want to slow than, down. Don't go more than like five miles an hour. There's no doubt. So, yeah, he's not off to a good start in Tuscaloosa. Well, but then we'll move just down to Auburn, right down the street from there. How far has this Auburn program really fallen, Buck? Well, I don't want to be too negative. Oh, uh, well, but negative, I, negative. You know, negative. yesterday I was accused of being way <laughs> too negative. I missed it, but I heard about it. I enjoyed it. Well, as I just talked to David Pollock about, uh, Bulldog Georgia with 15 players drafted. Auburn, one. One player drafted. Now, this is an indication of, of how far the Auburn Tigers football program has fallen. Now, who do you blame? Well, I'd blame Gus Malzahn, who has resurfaced down at UCF. He's moved on. 
Harson trying to pick up the pieces over there on the planes. And look, one player drafted? That's embarrassing. That should never happen at Auburn. With the recruiting base and the way they've been recruiting over yeah, the years? Yeah, they got the uh, Pat Dye cabin. Normally, they, they get those guys to sign when they take them over there. I mean, they're gonna. it's going to be a struggle for Auburn to be bowl eligible this year. And who's the quarterback? And how many voids do you have on the defensive side of the ball? Scary times for the Auburn Tiger fan. Well, speaking of quarterbacks here in the Deep South, we got to know, Buck, is Dabo going to stick with DJU? Well, it's either that or go with that true freshman who is, by the way, in the mix, but I think he's only like 180 pounds. Club Nick, I think his name is. Seeing smaller guys succeed at the college level. So they're trying to, you know, get him uh, beefed up a little bit. But look, Dabo apparently believes in DJU. Coming out of spring, said he was busy working on his footwork in the pocket. Now, look, he wasn't live in the pocket. And as a former quarterback at the college level that have been through these practices, it changes completely when you know that they're not taking a shot at you. And also, he's looking to drop from 260 pounds down to 230 pounds. It's a lot of weight. To allow him to be a little more mobile. That remember now, Clemson opens against Georgia Tech right there in the hashtag 404 at MBS to get the season started. Looking forward to seeing that one. All right, well, I hate to be so negative, but we will stick in the Deep South, and you have to tell us about the new controversy at Florida. Hey, have you heard about this? There's a big controversy uh. at UF. There's parking is scarce mm-hmm. down at Florida, much like Georgia. It's tough to find a parking spot. Well, get a load of this. The new coach, Napier, has cut a deal with the UF administration to provide the football team with their own parking lot. Isn't that awesome if you're a football player? Now, if you're not, if you're just a student on campus, you might not be too (laughs) thrilled with that news. But look, Napier did better than just coming up with a football team getting a parking lot. He also, in this deal that he cut, was they they're going to forgive over $5,000 in parking what? tickets accumulated by the football team. How much? $5,000. Yeah, hey, been- Emory Jones, the former quarterback, he had 75 tickets <laughs> and owed 3000 bucks. With the parking fines. So Napier cut a great deal for the football players. Forgive the cost of the parking tickets. And also you get your own parking lot. Maybe that'll help them straighten things out down there in Gainesville. Yeah, there's your top five today. Top five on 680 The Fan. Atlanta's sports station. That is a good deal. Napier cutting a really good deal. (laughs) You get your own parking lot. Those students probably a little ticked off with that, I would imagine. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I'm ready for the Bulldog Roundtable today. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far side line, 15, 10, 5. Get in there. Touchdown. Bulldog 
Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. How Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, AAA, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Well, I want to talk a little bit about George today. George Pickens. You're following the NFL draft. You saw Pickens go in round number two, pick number 52, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to look good in that uniform. Pickens, the 11th wide receiver selected, which probably is a little disappointing for him. And there were some whispers about concerns, whether they were durabilities, been dinged up a little bit. And then there were some character things uh, going on, some 15-yard penalties, I'm sure, that He's been asked about during the entire lead into the draft. But I think he ended up in a really good place, if you ask me. Pickens with the Steelers. He's going to break in with a rookie quarterback, which is always good for a big-time receiver, Kenny Pickett. Taken by the Steelers. So Pickett and Pickens will grow and develop together in Pittsburgh, which I think is a really, really good thing. As far as the... uh, The fit for George Pickens, you know, just looking at the Pittsburgh Steelers and what they have at the wide receiver position, they lost Juju Schuster, James Washington, and Ray Ray McLeod to free agency. They've moved on. So there's a need for Pittsburgh, duh. There's a need at wide receiver, and George, I would imagine, will slide right into that ex-wide receiver spot. And I believe when they start practice he will immediately be a starter as the third wide receiver in that uh, three-wide receiver set. He would complement Deontay Johnson up there. They have Deontay, uh, not a, 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 I don't want to say a smaller guy. He's not a, not a big guy. Very good route runner, gets open, catches the ball well. A different type of receiver, George being a, a bigger body type guy, more of a vertical threat. Right, so you got Deontay Johnson working the slot. You've got Pickens and Chase Claypool bigger receivers on the outside. So uh, Pickett, Trubisky, they got to be feeling a lot better about this Steeler wide receiver core coming out of the draft and feeling good about George. When you look at what he did at Georgia and what Monken and the Bulldogs did with George Pickens out on the field, he he ran that hitch route 17% of the time. Pittsburgh does some of that. He ran the go route 9.4% of the time. And boy, I tell you what, I just love watching George. There were several times where he laid laid out to catch that deep ball 50 yards down the field, laid out where he was parallel with the turf, caught the ball, absorbed the impact, and hung on to the football. Made some really good catches there on the go route. That wide receiver screen, they ran almost 10% of the time. Be a good fit for him there. And he ran the out route at Georgia 8.2% of the time. So they're going to expand. I'm sure you're going to see him work in the middle of the field, moving forward a little bit more with Pittsburgh. But I think at the end of the day, this is a really good place for George Pickens to end up and get his shot in the National Football League. Wishing him nothing but the best. Nothing but the best up there in Pittsburgh. And I'm telling you, man, as a former quarterback, you you love to come in, uh, whether it's high school or college or pro, where you're breaking in and you got another young receiver 
where you're working together to establish some confidence and chemistry, where you're trying to make it together. You're just not not out there on your own. So I think it's a good place there for George Pickens. We'll come back and chop it up with some Braves talk. Final segment of the show. Glad you're with us. The Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The Buck Blue. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save and save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs. With Blue certified, nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Show on the fan Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. And if you can't get enough of these shows on the fan, then, well, you need to head to the podcast park brought to you by Associated Credit Union. From Braves to dogs to Falcons to beer, beer. Man, we've got you covered. The uh, podcast uh, outside the shows, like the audio uh, bag, got the 643 podcast, the Daily 10. Hey, Bucks Beats in there. Believe we got Mord on right now. I got to update that this week. Frozen Rope Report with McAlpin, Southern Beat with Dan Matthews. You get the idea. We got a lot going on. Want to invite you to check out these podcasts at the Podcast Park brought to you by Associated Credit Union. You can get these uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you go to find those type of things. Let's chop it up. Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com. Yeah, I got the double header today. And so we'll get uh, double the fun watching our Braves beat up on those lousy, stinking Mets. Just love that. Got to see it last night as we took the opener in the series. Uh, five to two, Max Freed looking good. Man, Max Freed is off to a great start this season. Now, it could be better than what it looks like on paper with the stats. He's three and two with an ERA of three. But remember the first two starts? He got hurt with soft contact, which can drive you crazy as a pitcher. I mean, you're making a good pitch. They are, they're not squaring the ball up, and it just bloops in there. But I'll tell you what, if you look at it closely, Max Freed has been lights out. And after the performance that he had yesterday, Max met with the media and talked about why he's been so successful this year. I think I'm, I'm in a really good spot with my delivery, and I'm really just trusting the the process and kind of the you know the relationship that me and Travi have behind you know behind the plate and what he's putting down I know that it's it's the right pitch call and I have a lot of trust to be able to throw in the zone and have good results it doesn't it doesn't hurt that we have a good defense too behind me yeah and he's got three quality pitches he's rushing up there too uh, fastball man he's got some giddy up on it 
You got one of the best curveballs in Major League Baseball today. I mean, there can't be a better curveball in the world today than that one Max Fried spinning up there. And now you're seeing him throw the changeup more. We're talking three quality pitches out of Max Fried. No wonder he's one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball right now. Are you worried about Acuna? Because you shouldn't be. He's getting better swings on the ball. Saw a couple uh, yesterday that really looked good and just, you know, barely got underneath them. But he's on top of it. The timing is close. We're going to see Ronald Acuna Jr. bust out here any moment today. Maybe it's going to be today. He's 3 for 17 on the season. But what would you think? He was going to hit the ground in a full sprint? This is major league pitching you're facing here. So be patient. Acuna is going to be back hitting some bombs here very soon. Let's hear from Snid after the game yesterday talking about Ronald. And his at-bats, I thought, were really good tonight. They were a lot better than they were yesterday. So, he's, you know, I think as he just keeps getting out there, it's it's going to continue to come for him. But I'm sure, you know, going tonight, the game getting over, he feels pretty good about where he is. Yeah, I just I look forward to seeing the Braves just to watch him play the game. Looking forward to see him getting off. Braves with a doubleheader today, a 3-10 first pitch in game one. Charlie Morton going for us. 640 in game two, first pitch, Kyle Wright, who's been lights out so far this season. You can hear all the action right here on the fan, 93.7 on FM, 680 AM. And make sure you get the mobile app. You can listen anywhere, anytime, crystal clear. It's driven by Beaver Toyota. Ford leadoff show coming up early this afternoon at 155. Chuck and Chernoff. I'm going to be heading to the golf course. And there you go. That's us chopping it up today. And just love watching us beat the Mets. And I really hadn't been in a singing mood here lately. Uh, you know, Kincaid and I made ha- made a habit out of any time the Braves beat the Mets, we'd sing that song. I was going to say, that was one thing that you and your old partner could always agree on, that you didn't like the Mets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we had something in common, didn't we? Kate is a Phillies guy. Me is a Braves man. And we both can't say we've ever uh, enjoyed seeing the Mets do anything well. And we, we don't have to worry about that too much. They rarely win anything. Hopefully we're going to sweep that doubleheader today. All right, time for the final word. You may have heard I've got a book out, Inside the Hedges. Look back at that 1980 season. And really it... It goes beyond that. I reflect back at my Valdosta High football experience and what made them Wintersville. Go through the recruiting process, Major League Baseball draft, that big win over Tech my freshman year, really set the tone for me on campus there at UGA. Quarterback competition that in the beginning was a real disappointment. Ended up making my way through that. Talked about playing baseball, Georgia, the Diamond Dogs. And uh, as I mentioned yesterday, dealing with a Hall of Fame football coach, uh, Vince Dooley. And then in the end, break down that 80 national championship season. So I want to invite you to uh, purchase the book. You can do that at InsideTheHedges.com. And we'll have uh, some book signings coming up. One in Decatur very soon. Be down in Macon, Valdosta, Augusta. 
Columbus. Going to be making the rounds here in the month of May. And I'm not sure you're probably tired of me talking about it at this point in time. But hey, got to get the word out. That's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. We've got Nick and Chris coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY. And there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. When you buy a used car, don't be taken for a ride. Get Ford Blue Advantage certified at Wade Ford, Atlanta's headquarters for factory certified pre-owned vehicles. Go to wadeford.com. There you'll find a great selection of Ford Blue Advantage certified used cars, trucks, and SUVs with Blue certified. Nearly all makes and all models are in stock now. You'll find something perfect for just about any budget. Buy with confidence at the Wade Ford factory certified used car outlet at wadeford.com. Wade Ford. We are Atlanta's Ford dealer. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.